Aloha! Welcome to Succeed with Soul. I'm Natasha Lindor, your guide to gathering the courage to be who you really are. Get ready to lead, love, and live on your terms. Don't you just want to make your parents proud? Don't you want to do everything that they tell you to do because you know everything they tell you to do is right on? Don't you owe it to them because they have worked so hard for you to get to where you are today? No, absolutely not. Your life is not meant to be a carbon copy of your ancestral family. Start using your intuition to lead, love, and live on your terms. So my parents are from Haiti and came to the U.S. so they could create a better life for themselves. And growing up, I lived life on autopilot, very much following what my parents told me was good to do, what they were modeling. They pushed education. And so I followed all the rules to excel in school, and honestly, it worked really well. I set myself up to achieve the American dream that my parents worked so hard for me to to have. I graduated from one of the best universities in the country and landed an amazing corporate job and was living my life dream, my dream life in New York shortly after my 21st birthday. And I was working uh, at this really great company doing important work. I was the youngest person on my team, really recognized as a true professional, had my 401k, the whole deal. And on the relationship front, I had my college boyfriend of five years and my parents really liked him, but I wasn't sure if he was the one for me, but still I stayed with him because he was a pretty solid guy. And I remember when I had an opportunity to get promoted and I uh, moved to LA and I honestly didn't really want to move out there. I know you're probably like, it's so wonderful in Los Angeles and all of that. But honestly, I always dreamed about living in New York City and I was there living the dream. I was going out and I had an awesome friendship community. I had a boyfriend, but you know what? The job opportunity was so awesome that I had to say yes. So I packed up everything, moved across the country and rocked it out in the way that I had always done. And even though I had my doubts about moving there, I made a name for myself, got won a couple of awards and uh, got promoted again. And so then moved back to, I moved back to my hometown of Chicago. And that is when things got a lot crazy. I got accepted to grad school at Northwestern. And at the same time, I got another promotion at work and an opportunity to work part-time in my corporate job. If you're thinking part-time and corporate job don't go together, then you are absolutely right. However, how could I say no to great money, a company car, 
and benefits while in grad school. I mean, I would graduate with like no debt and and have all these amazing benefits. I mean, I could not say no to that. That security just seemed so good. And you know what? I knew that it was going to be a lot of work, but Honestly, I was not a stranger to hard work, long hours. All of that stuff was ingrained in me. So I went for it. And that turned out to be absolutely a crazy decision because I ended up being completely miserable. I had no time. I literally was working all of the time, whether it was in schoolwork or in the corporate, the the work for my corporate job, I literally was working all the time. I had no time to cook for myself. And so my parent, my mom would like make meals. I'd go pick them up. And I, even though I'd eat those meals, I was stress eating. So I put on all this weight and it was just really, really crappy. And I remember getting called into my boss's office and he sat me down. This is a couple months into this part-time working deal. And he said to me, Natasha, I am so embarrassed by this work that you sent in here. I cannot believe you would send in this caliber of work to be presented. I don't even know how you made it this far in your career. You came to me recommended, and I'm really questioning the opinion of the people who recommended you for this position. I quite frankly don't see how you made it this far in your career. Oh my gosh. I was so devastated hearing these words because here I was working my ass off trying to juggle both school and work and and everything and I completely failed. I felt like such a failure. All the decades of work that I put into building my personal brand at work, all the awards that I had won, it all went away in that moment. I felt so so much like a failure. I was so devastated. I cried the entire way home. Luckily, I kept it together in that meeting, but I was just so devastated. Ugly cry the entire drive home. And so, you know, during spring break, I stayed with my sister and in Barcelona. And shortly after this conversation with my boss, I, my sister said, hey, she was studying abroad in Barcelona. And so she invited me to come out and stay with her. So I brought, I went over. Of course, I had my laptop with me because I was so stressed out. I literally was like, how am I going to redeem myself? I felt like such a failure. I felt like, you know, I just, I just felt like, everything was kind of falling apart. Like I was working so hard and things weren't coming together. And so my sister saw how stressed out I was and 
we decided, you know, she said, you know, why don't we go to the south of France for a few days, chill out, eat some good food, let off some steam, just be in a different place. So I, you know, we booked our tickets and I remember being on the train and there's this beautiful countryside going along, you know, passing by and I have my iPod, my earbuds in my ear and I'm listening to Death Cab for Cutie and you know, doing this journaling and this track comes on, um, soul meets body, listening to these words and doing this journaling. And I realized in that moment how completely disconnected I was. Here I was in my favorite city in the world and I couldn't even enjoy it. I was leaving Barcelona to try to get out of my head into a different space. I couldn't even enjoy it. Barcelona was my favorite city in the world and I'm leaving to go experience something else. And I am sitting here realizing what crap my life was falling into. And so I started to think about like all the things that my parents wanted me to have, all of this career stuff, all of the security. I had all of that. But I really wasn't happy. I was so, I was like stressed out with clothes that didn't fit right, that I felt fat and, and my jeans, it was like a workout to get into my jeans. And on the love light front, I imagine that when I went to grad school, I would meet this guy because I'm studying in this cafe and, and I would go into this cafe and order my latte and he noticed the latte that I'd get and bring it over and introduce himself to me. And then the, you know, the rest would be history. Are you kidding me? That totally did not happen because I was studying in the basement of the library at Northwestern in this little room with a little bot, like this little window. No one could see anything in there. And there, what guy, Mr. Wonderful, was going to come find me there? My friends could barely find me when it was time for us to meet up for a study date. And, you know, I, I just realized when I was on that train, all these pieces of, of you know, what I've been taught to do and what my reality was, was like such a huge disconnect. You know, I imagined myself killing it in my career and I'd just been told that my work was an embarrassment and that my personal brand as a high achieving professional was in question after countless hours poured into my work. I felt so lonely, frustrated. I mean, who did I think I was that I could do it all? And you know what? Am I going to die alone? What else is there other than work? And more importantly, where is my man? So shortly after grad school, I decided I needed to take things into my own hands and ended up finding a life coach. And even though I was successful, I was so lonely and unhappy. I had this great 401k. I bought my first home before the age of 25. I had a great job, made great money, and I had no man. And my coach helped me realize, you know, her name was Kalina, and she was just a breath of fresh air because she helped me realize that I had this deep-rooted belief that I did not deserve love. What? I did not deserve love. And... I, at first, when she mentioned this, I thought the idea was absolutely crazy, but I started to see how it was possible because if I looked at what my life 
what the life that I'd created so far and how I was acting, I was totally treating myself like I didn't deserve love. I was doing, I was settling for things that weren't a fit for me. And she helped me realize that my values didn't match up to what I said was important to me. And as soon as I started making decisions about my time that aligned with my core values, things started shifting in my love life. My coach had me on this online dating site and you know, shortly after that, I met my husband at a street festival and, and we've been together for five years and I literally feel like I won the jackpot. You know, this work that I did to really get in a space of desert, feeling like I deserved love and to trust really what I wanted to create in my life led me to not only this really great love in my in my relationship life, but it led me to work that I absolutely love doing. And honestly, today I am the happiest I've ever been because I stopped following the rules I grew up with and started listening to my own inner guidance. Your life is not meant to be a carbon copy of your ancestral family. Start using your intuition to lead, love, and live on your terms. So why is it so important not to follow the rules you grew up with? Because you are the authority on you. No one else can tell you what you want. And you came here, you are here with three types of intelligence. You've got your logic, so you know your mind. You've got your emotional intelligence, and that's what's in your heart, you know, what you feel, how you connect with other people. And you've got your intuitive intelligence. That's your gut feeling, that that sense of knowing something without knowing how you know it. So you have three types of intelligence all working to help you lead, love, and live on your terms, your logic, your emotional intelligence, and your intuitive intelligence. And you will have the best results, the most amount of bliss, happiness, success when you use all three of these types of intelligence, your mind, your heart, and that gut feeling. The problem is that most high-achieving professionals like you and I are taught to live life according to logic or what credible experts, teachers, family members, or other people tell you to do, the path that they have worn themselves. And there's definitely a place for logic. However, following somebody else's logic or somebody else's advice will do more harm than good if you don't first listen to your gut. Like when I was trying to decide about grad school and I ended up in the situation of going to school part-time and, you know, um, working part-time, school and corporate job part-time. If I was honest with myself, my gut feeling was to go to grad school full-time and enjoy that experience. Ultimately, I ended up doing it, but it took me a lot of grief and embarrassment for me to get to that point. Your intuition or your gut feelings that you that come up for you 
always have the right next step for you. They will never lead you wrong. Your intuition, you know, your gut is like one of those bumper lanes in bowling. You know, they pop up to help you guide, help guide your course so you can have that perfect strike that you're after. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that you need to push forward no matter what, that you owe it to you know, what your parents or what people who have come before you have paved the way for you. And that listening to your gut is for other people who aren't as driven as you or don't have the same pressure as you. Or that, you know, listening to your gut only makes sense in certain situations. I get it. It's scary to follow your gut because there's no, there's no proven path for you. It's, it's just a feeling that you have. And It is scary to follow that feeling and not your head, especially when the pros and con lists and facts go against your gut feeling. But the truth is not following your gut can cost you your happiness. It can delay your happiness. If you continue to follow other people's rules for your life, and ignore your gut, what you know is true for you, what fires you up, you can have the success you want, but you're not going to be as happy or as fulfilled because you weren't listening to your gut signals about the best route for you. Your life is not meant to be a carbon copy of your ancestral family. Start using your intuition to lead, love, and live on your terms. So how exactly do you do this? How do you go about tapping into your intuition? So let's talk about what you need to know to access it. So I'm going to teach you how to access your intuition and use it to help you lead, live, and love on your terms. First things first, you want to create space to connect to your intuition. So what I mean by this is for you to like get out of the your head and all the chatter and all the processing that's going on. And the best way to do this is to consciously be in your body, feel yourself in your body. So if this seems a little out there, we're going to do this together now. So as long as you're not driving and in a place where it's safe to close your eyes, Go ahead and close your eyes. Focus them up and in, kind of towards into your towards your eyebrows, and take a couple of long, slow, deep breaths. Make sure your arms and legs are uncrossed when you do this so you can get out of your head and into your body so you can tune into your gut feeling to really be in your body. And shutting off your vision is actually really helpful when you want to connect to your intuition and like turn off that chatter because your brain processes a ton of information and vision is a huge input, you know, like you're processing everything that you can see can distract you from being in your, you know, from getting out of your head. And so you're like looking at everything, processing things. Simply closing your eyes allows you to shut that off and to tune in to what's going on inside you. Personally, I do this closing my eyes and this deep breaths. Anytime I feel myself going into autopilot 
or I'm feeling stuck about what to do next or I'm starting to feel overwhelmed. So take a couple of these long, slow, deep breaths with your eyes closed and your eyes focused up and in. Now, as your eyes are closed and you're starting to feel what's going on with you, you might notice there's chatter. And especially if you're a more logic-brained person, if you're a more logic-brained person, um, you will notice that you have chatter going on. Now, left unchecked, this negative chatter is going to keep you stuck in things that don't work for you. It's going to lead you to staying stuck with or defaulting to what other people tell you to do. So the first thing that you want to do when the chatter is coming up is to get curious about what's driving this chatter. So for example, when I met Michael, I he and I had this amazing brunch and I had all this chatter going around in my mind about the date that I had with this other guy that I needed to experience the dating world and it wasn't possible to go on one date with a guy and know you want to be in an exclusive relationship and all this chatter was going on about this this amazing guy that I felt attracted to. And so I got curious about where all this was coming from and learned that it was a sense of guilt that finding love couldn't be that easy. Like you couldn't just go on one date with someone and know it's real after a three-hour brunch. So asking questions like, how true is that really? According to who? Always help me identify what is up with this chatter in my mind and real, help me separate what's really true and what's like fear or something that's feeling uncomfortable. So at this point, you have gotten into your body, you've closed your eyes, taken a couple of deep breaths, slow deep breaths. And just noticing without judgment that whatever chatter is going on in your mind. And for things that don't feel good, to ask yourself, how true is that really? You know, according to who, whose stuff is that? And this will help you separate what is other people's stuff and then what is truly your intuition. Which brings me to our third point here. And that is to know the difference between fear and intuition. Your gut feeling or intuition is always a helpful piece of insight. It's always empowering information. It will never be something like do this or else. That is your fear talking. And, you know, it's like when I met my my husband, Michael, I had this sense of knowing that I was safe. I felt like I could could trust him with my life. And this was really early on before I really had facts about it. It was just a gut feeling, this knowing how I knowing something without knowing how I knew it. It was just this feeling of safety. And that's the stuff that you want to pay attention to. The really warm, blissful, maybe you might be a little scared, but it's not a like a terrifying scare, you know? It's like, you know, when I met my husband, it was like, oh my gosh, could this really be real? Wow, you know? Um, and I felt this, this safety and security. And so that's what you want to look for. Your intuition is always going to be helpful. It's going to be a guiding piece of information versus your fear is pointing out everything that's wrong with you, the other person. Um, it's, it's 
has ultimatums that you'll fail. It's really big, sweeping, judgmental pieces of information. Okay, so let's move on to the fourth tip here, and that is to think about a time when you listened to your gut and when you didn't. Your gut is your inner GPS and will help you guide you to your right next step. And so when you think about a time when you listened to your gut and what happened and what happened when you didn't listen to your gut, this is going to help your logic buy into this way of guiding your way through your life. Like I remember when I was a month into my relationship with my college boyfriend and I really questioned if I should break up with him because something felt off. I couldn't put my finger on it because all signs pointed to him being a great boyfriend. You know, he treated me well. He was respectful. My parents liked him. He was smart, driven. But then fast forward five years later when I broke up with him and he, and realized how mentally and emotionally abusive he had become towards me. I mean, the guy, it was just crazy. He made up this fake personality, tried to convince my family and friends that the only reason I broke up with him was that there was something wrong with me and I was spiraling out of control. I mean, not, not the fact that I realized I was finally doing something that I realized deep down a long time ago I needed to do before. I mean, it was absolutely insane. Anyway, the point is you want to make sure that you... You want to make sure that you listen to your gut so you don't end up with crazy, crazy situations like I did. So now you have four solid tips to stop following the rules and listen to your gut so you don't end up like me wasting time in relationships and jobs that are not a fit for you. So the four tips we talked about to help you start using your intuition, get connected to your intuition is number one, to close your eyes, to get out of your head and into your body, to get connected with that guidance within you. Secondly, you want to check your mental chatter. Know where it's coming from. Ask yourself questions, you know, according to who, why does, why is it this way? Um, and just to really question and see what is truly feeling good to you and what feels like it's been imposed on you. And number three, you want to know the difference between fear and intuition. Fear is going to be things that are imposed on you that feels scary, that have an ultimatum. Intuition is always going to feel like a helpful piece of information. It's going to feel nurturing. It's going to feel like some sort of guidance. And last but not least, you want to learn to trust yourself more by thinking about a time when you listened to your gut and when you didn't. This is going to help you to practice, to help your logic to buy into this way of going about living your life. Your life is not meant to be a carbon copy of your ancestral family. Start using your intuition to lead, love, and live on your terms. You deserve to live a life you love. You deserve to be as excited about life when you get ready for work in the morning as you are when you settle in at night. You deserve the freedom to do you. 
because we are all better off when that happens. This is Natasha signing off the Succeed with Soul podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you liked what you heard or you have questions, join me on Facebook in the Succeed with Soul Facebook group where I share inspiration and insider information to help you be more than a job title. I'd love it if you'd pop in there and let me know how you're using your intuition to lead, love, and live on your terms. Or if you have questions, we've totally got you. Remember, you always have a choice about how you create your success. I'm here to help you succeed with soul. And if you want some visual inspiration to succeed with soul, then check me out on Instagram. Come say hi and post your pics with the hashtag succeed with soul so I can be inspired by you. You can inspire others as well and we can cheer each other on. Until next time, succeed with soul. Lead, love, and live on your terms.